Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, November 11, 2021. Stand up for your country. It's Veterans Day. A salute to all the vets out there. We have an interesting uh, day in history. George Patton, General Patton, born today. I hope you hang for that. A um, lot of interesting information there. So President Biden uh, went to the tomb of the unknown soldier, Arlington, Virginia. You know, I've been to Arlington a couple of times, a very interesting, emotional place. So if you do visit Washington, please go across the river and uh, check out uh, Arlington Cemetery. The president did what he was supposed to do. I don't have any criticism of it. He didn't do anything else all day. And that was all he did. Um, Approval rating, uh, daily tracking poll is back. Rasmussen, 41 approved, 58 disapprove. Um, Yesterday, uh, Joe Biden said something in Baltimore that escaped my attention until this morning. And I'm going to ask a very simple question to you. After you listen to this soundbite, can you figure this out? I, I can't figure this out. All right. I don't want to be mean, but he's a guy who's in our house, as I told you. Joe Biden's in all of our homes because we're all paying more for everything. All right. Roll the tape. Many people remain unsettled about the economy, and we all know why. They see higher prices. They go to the store online or they can't or they go to the store or go online. They can't find what they always want and when they want it. And we're tracking these issues and trying to figure out how to tackle them head on. (laughs) You're tracking them? What does that mean? Trying to figure out head on? I mean, this is just, we've been dealing with inflation now ever since you got into office, Mr. President. And the first thing you did was you attacked the fossil fuel industry, which ignited gasoline prices, and then everything else went up off that. And and you're monitoring it, you're tracking it, and then trying to figure out how to tackle them head on. Well, how long is that going to take? You know, we have the highest inflation in 30 years. So this is, yeah, I'm I'm looking there, I go, does this guy have any idea that he's basically saying to the American people, we don't know what to do. We don't have any answers, even after 10 months of watching the graph of price inflation going up, 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 up. We don't know what to do. We have, we can't, we don't even have a, well, we'll try this. We don't have that. All we have is build back better, spend trillions of dollars. You're going to spend trillions of dollars, you're going to have more inflation. Everybody knows that. Well, not everybody. Joe Biden doesn't know that. So, You know, look, we went through four years of Donald Trump where every day there was a uh, controversy du jour, I called it, many times sparked by the president himself. But we didn't have a competency issue. So inflation was under control. Supply lines were under control. Economy was going up, benefiting everybody, wages going up. There wasn't an efficiency issue. And people got lost because it was all of this, you know. And I keep telling um, Mr. Trump, not telling him, you know, that sounds arrogant. But when we're discussing the country, 
you know, I said, you, your administration was very efficient. Even though everybody was getting fired every two minutes, that was all personal. But the guys like Larry Kudlow, uh, Mulvaney, people like that, I mean, they ran the government pretty well. But not now. I mean, it's all over. And um, it makes me worried. It makes me worried. Um, so Maine is one of my favorite states. Why? Because it's beautiful. And I love the ocean. And you can't swim in the ocean unless you have a wetsuit. But beautiful in Maine. All right? It's, it's just very bucolic. Again, Arlington Cemetery, you should visit. You should visit Maine. So, but if you're going to visit Maine between November 1st and May 1st, you got to bring a sweater. A lot of sweaters. It's cold. Now, Mainers are told by uh, their own Public Utilities Commission that their power rate, that means heat your house, going up 60 to 80 percent. People in Maine don't have a lot of money, generally speaking. These are working folks. All right. There is not there's not big citadel. All right. Portland is the biggest city. It's a nice city. There's affluence from Boston there. But Mainers are basically working people. 60 to 80 percent. I mean, and there's Biden. Well, you know, we're trying to meet this head on. He doesn't care. And when you have a man or a woman in power that simply doesn't care. Now, Trump cared but it was a lot of it was because he wanted to be a good president to go down in history as a great president. And I'm not saying he wasn't altruistic on some level because I know he was. I, I know the guy for a while. He doesn't show that side of him, but it's there. But Biden is like, he just doesn't care. Now, will he care when he gets thumped a year from now in the midterms? I don't even think he'll care then. I think he knows he's a one-termer. It's bye-bye. So that's where we are. This disappointed me. Austin, Texas. Now, it's an outlier. It's a most liberal place in Texas. The big cities in Texas, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, they all have very strong liberal cores. But Austin is way, way liberal. So they were supposed to have a uh, Veterans Day parade. They canceled it. Quote, it was canceled because the city required organizers to verify all participants and spectators to either have a current negative COVID test or be vaxxed for the outdoor parade. It's impossible. You can't verify. And they estimated the crowd to be 25,000. Couldn't do it. So they didn't want the parade. Now it's outside. So people wanted to wear masks or distance, they could. And there's no big COVID surge in Texas. I mean, two-week tracker, deaths down 48 in Texas, cases down 28, hospitals 29. There's no surge. They could have had this parade. But the Austin people didn't want the parade because most of the people participating in the parade are not liberal people. Very, very disappointing. California, we all know the situation out there. It's never going to come back. So the largest state in the union, fourth largest economy in the world, is never coming back 
to traditional America. So Governor Newsom, who has unlimited power now that he won the recall, he has uh, extended the state of emergency for COVID for the third time. What does that mean? It means he can do whatever he wants. So March 31st is the next deadline, 2022. Um, he has emergency powers. Do whatever he wants. He wants to tell you you got to stand on your head. Uh, he can do it. Okay, so that's California. Now, Florida, that doesn't have any of this, has 50% fewer cases per capita than California. So you tell me what's going on. You know, in totalitarian life, the, most of the voters in California, the folks, most, okay, have surrendered their autonomy. You said, look, let Sacramento run the show. We don't care. Just give us stuff. Now, in the Central Valley, in Northern California, most of the people are not like that. But in San Francisco and L.A., overwhelmingly are. And those cities are so much more populated that that's why California is never coming back. So no, no personal autonomy in California anymore. Austria. I've been there a couple of times, more than a couple of times. I've been there about five, six times. Beautiful time. So it's run by uh, the Chancellor Alexander Schallenberg. So Alexander, and this is the Teutonic mindset, I call it. Alexander says, look, we have 65% vaxxed in Austria. Austria is a tiny country. They're about 4 million people. All right. But those who are not vaccinated now are locked down. So if you're in a chalet somewhere in the Alps, you can't go to a restaurant, a theater, a ski lift. You can't go. All right. Hairdressers, nail salon, barber shop. Well, I say hairdressers. You can't go. You're locked out. And the Austrian police will arrest you. So uh, basically, the chancellor, Schellenberg, is saying, look, you know, we have a problem getting people vaxxed, 35% are not. And if you're not going to get vaxxed, you can't do anything. That's what's going on in Austria. Ten states in America are suing the Biden administration. Biden administration's lawyers, they must be exhausted for all the lawsuits um, because of the vaccine mandate for health care workers. OK, so the suit is led by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, Alaska, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, all involved in this. And they basically say they are uh, calling this health care worker mandate to be vaxxed unconstitutional. And there it is. All this stuff is going to wind its way to the Supreme Court, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Okay, so let's go back to earlier this week when USA Today shocked the country, and it's an outlier poll, by the way, and said that uh, President Biden's approval rating is 38%, and Kamala Harris, the VP, 28%. Now, that was a stunning poll. Most of the polls got Biden 42 in that range, okay? 
uh, dissatisfaction, 57-58. So that got to be an issue for the left-wing media to have to deal with. Now, as we reported, the network news, the nightly newscast, they ignored it. They didn't do anything about it. We'll ignore this. All right. MSNBC, the cable, CNN, pretty much ignored it. It wasn't big. The View, all of these propaganda shows, yeah, they didn't do it. But it got its way into the late night situation. So you've got three late night guys, all right? you got Stephen Colbert, hardcore leftist, always has been. Makes no attempt to disguise it. And gets about two and a half million viewers, which is nothing, all right? Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, he's not political. All right. He gets about one, maybe two, one, nine in that range. And then you have uh, Jimmy Kimmel, who I think is a funny guy. And, and I have a good relationship or I had. I don't know. I haven't talked to him for a while. Um, but every time I went on his program, it was it was a good back and forth. We had some laughs. He wasn't trying to hurt me, but he's become very, very left wing. So he weighs in on the Kamala Harris stuff. Kamala's approval rating uh, of 28% is even lower than the 30% who approved of Dick Cheney in 2008 after he shot a guy in the face. <laughs> I think these people are forgetting that at least 10% of, the, of those polled approved of Dick Cheney because he shot a guy in the face. <laughs> I think I know why Kamala's ratings are low, besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones. It's because whenever she's next to Joe, standing near him, behind him, she looks like an assassin. Okay, now, the key line there is, besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones. So Jimmy Kimmel stands up there every night, ABC Disney pays him, and he spews this kind of stuff. So if you don't like Kamala Harris, you're a sexist and a racist. So re-electing Barack Obama twice? Um, that doesn't have anything to do with it, I guess. But if you oppose, and then you can take that, all right, and then you can apply it to every situation. So if you oppose any woman of color for anything, you are a sexist and a racist. You just can't. Everything that women of color do in the public eye Everything has to be approved of. If it isn't, then you're a sexist and racist. That's what Jimmy Kimmel is promoting, that attitude. Why would you do that? It's foolish. It alienates 75% of your audience. You know, there are 25% of Americans are loons. There are, that's the number I put on it. It's about, you know... 18% left-wing loons, 7% right-wing loons. And by the way, where, where are all the terrorist parents, you know, that Merrick Garland was so concerned about a few months ago? Has one emerged anywhere in 50 states? Where, where are they all? And how about these white supremacist militias? Where, where are they? You see any marches? Or any, are they around? Seen them at the local Sonic See, all of this is just propaganda. It's just garbage. 
but it seeps in, particularly to college-age people who just buy this crap. Um, and disappointed in Kimmel. Kimmel is a smart guy. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm going to say Fallon and Colbert aren't smart, but of the three, Kimmel's the smartest. And, you know, it, it, yeah, there's a, that was a good line about Cheney. That was funny. He's witty. But, you know, to throw in the sexist, racism stuff and continue this woke garbage. And that's what they do at late night. And that's why Gutfeld, Greg Gutfeld. I didn't think that that Gutfeld show on Fox at 11 was going to do all that well. I, you know, and I know Gutfeld. I mean, I, I, he's a talented writer. But I said, yeah, geez, you know, 11 o'clock. Gutfeld comes on. He's got a cast of people that are, you know, they're okay. Can you name one? I mean, Cat, I guess. Pimp, is that her name? Then got the big black guy. But an hour, I, I just didn't think it was going to go. But Gutfeld is now doing better than the other three on certain nights. And it's because people are just fed up. It's that they don't want to listen to this propaganda. Now, Gutfeld takes it from the right. There's no doubt he does. But it's a much more common sense based production than the others. Now, here's a terrible story. It's just awful. And I, I got to be careful here because it's a race story. And um, it's not that I'm afraid They've called me every race thing in the world. When I was at Fox, they just do it every day. But I want to be fair because I don't believe most African-Americans are buying into this garbage. So there's a new mayor in New York City, Eric Adams, black man. All right. Throw his picture on him. And his main job is to drive violent crime down in the city. So he is going to reinstitute the Street Crimes Unit, which is very effective in getting guns and gang members who are illegally armed off the street. Street Crimes Unit. It is an undercover detective unit. Of course, de Blasio couldn't care less about anybody's public safety. All right. Disbanded that unit. But Adams wants to bring it back. Now, Adams's job is to protect this eight and a half million citizens of New York. That's his job. The militant Black Lives Matter organization, which doesn't, couldn't, again, couldn't care less about protecting anyone, all right, other than their own small constituency, all right, they, of course, oppose bringing the street crimes unit back. But now they're taking it a step further. They're making threats. Roll the tape. If they think that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing, then we're going to take to the streets again. There will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. Okay, that's a man named Hank Newsom. He is a co-founder of Black Lives Matter New York. So how do you deal with a guy like that? Number one, if there are riots, I charge Hawk Newsom with fostering rebellion menacing, and every other charge I can think of, all right? So the first thing, first time a riot breaks out, he's in cuffs within an hour. Whenever we can find him, we being the NYPD. 
That's number one. Number two, the mayor has to and has not, has not forcefully say, you better not keep doing this. You better not keep threatening the people of New York, because that's what Newsom's doing. He's going, if you don't do what we want, which is a free fire zone, we don't want any enforcement of violent crime, and he doesn't, okay? You don't do that, we're going to commit more violence. We're going to burn down stores, blood will be in the street, we're going to do that. It's clear. Newsom, that was the clearest threat you could ever have, right? So you're sitting there and you're going, you got to stop this stuff. You've got to send a message. So if I were at us, I would have had a press conference. I would have rolled that clip. I would have looked into the camera and said, um, if we do have any trouble, we're going to have Hawk Newsom arrested. And this is going to stop. Public safety is number one in New York City. And this man is threatening every citizen in the city. And that's going to stop now. Now, will the new mayor do it? Adams, will he do it? No. He's a Democrat. A lot of liberals voted for him. He doesn't want to alienate that constituency. He's not going to do it. He's going to walk that line. All right? That line. And is that going to embolden Hawk Newsom in Black Lives Matter? Yeah. Who will? Because the only thing they understand is force. It's like the drug gangs. The only thing they understand is force. That's why Chicago is such a horror. Because they, you can't reason with these people. They think they can get away with murder, and they are, at a level never before seen in this country. They're going to kill people. If you go after them, you don't have to win every case. You don't have to win every case. But you go after them. You disrupt them. That's how you control these violent criminals and the people who enable them, like Hawk Newsom. But we have so few politicians who have the courage to do it. And that's why we are seeing this anarchy. It's not like California, where they're gone. They don't care whether San Francisco's destroyed or L.A. is destroyed. They're gone. In New York and Chicago, people care. They don't want their city destroyed by these insane leftist people. All right. Um, new poll by Monmouth University. Monmouth is a terrible poll. And the guy who ran it actually apologized for booting the Virginia vote last week. And the only reason that I'm giving you this info is because it's an interesting question. I mean, the, the answer to the question doesn't matter. But the question is interesting. I want you to think about it. So Monmouth uh, says, do you approve or disapprove of public schools teaching about the history of racism? All right. 75% of Americans say, yes, we approve of that. And 21% disapprove. By party, Republican Party, 54% of Republicans approve of teaching about racism. Disapprove, 43, don't know, three. Democrat, 94% want racism taught. Disapprove, 
independent, 75 want it taught, same as the uh, aggregate, and disapproved 21. So I used to teach history. And uh, I wrote a really good book called Killing Lincoln. And there's a lot of racism stuff in there. There's also a lot of racism stuff in Killing Kennedy. Those are the two books where Martin Dugard and I really zeroed in on the subject. And of course, we told the truth, um, the absolute truth, just as we did in Killing Crazy Horse about Native Americans. And I w- if I were uh, confronted with that poll question, I would have said, yes, I think that teaching students the history of racism in America is worthy, but you have to have a curriculum because most teachers just don't know what they're talking about when it comes to racism. It's a very complicated situation. It goes all the way back to the 17th century. All right. And, it, and it, there's so many elements to it. But by far, the most important element to teaching the urchins about racism in America is the Civil War. And all of these young men, 17 to 21, who were drafted into the Union Army, they knew why they were going to Gettysburg and to these other horrendous battlefields. They knew. They didn't know states' rights or tariffs. They didn't know that. They knew it was to free the slaves. And hundreds of thousands of them died. And many, many more died from their wounds that we don't even count under KIA. Now, that is a very fascinating part of racism in America. That these young people, mostly uneducated, all right, these are from the farms and the Every, because the rich people bought their way out of going to fight because it was horrendous. It was horrendous. You got shot. You had to get amputated. There's, there's no hospitals and stuff like that. It was horrible. Yet these whites went in and did it. Is that a lesson? You think that's worthy? On the other side, have to say how brutal many of the slavers were. And they were. They put money over everything. You know, Quentin Tarantino uh, put out a movie, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jamie Foxx. Uh, you know, Tarantino always overdoes it, always. But he's got uh, some scenes in there that are really true. And they're horrifying, absolutely horrifying about some of these slavers and what they did to the poor black people forced to work for them free. That has to be taught. It has to. But that ended after the Civil War because of the greatest president of all time, Abraham Lincoln, who drove that whole thing, that man. And he was killed because of it. He was assassinated by Booth because he emancipated the slaves. Now, there is Jim Crow. There is the period after the Civil War up until 
uh, the 1950s, and that should be taught as well. All right, we had racist presidents. Woodrow Wilson was one. Now, this is one example, and that should be taught. But there's got to be a balance when you get into this kind of an emotional subject. Am I confident that teachers in high school and middle school could do that? I No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm, as a former teacher myself, I didn't know 20% of what I know now when I started to teach. I knew enough, but I didn't know the big picture subtleties. All right, California schools, and you know I predicted this, uh, according to the L.A. Times, terrible article because we don't know who's saying what. And the L.A. Times doesn't really care about sourcing. But from what I can figure out, two school districts, San Diego Unified and L.A. Unified, are dropping A to F grades for everybody. All right? So no more grades. And I'll tell you why. This is um, from L.A. Unified. The guidance says academic grades should not be based on attendance, including unexcused absences, late work, engagement, or behavior, which can be reflected in separate citizenship or work habits marks that do not count toward a student's GPA. So if you don't show up, not penalized. Nope. You can do whatever you want. Cut class? Sure. All right. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. In San Diego, they say teachers are to remove factors such as behavior, punctuality, effort, and work habits from academic grades, shift them to the student's citizenship grade. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. So if you're a minority and you're in the L.A. or San Diego school district, they're going to pass you. They'll give you whatever the grade is. It's not going to be A to F, but you'll get out and that's it. They don't care if you learn anything. They don't care what you do. Um, they don't care if you're disruptive. They don't care if you curse out the teacher, call them the F-bomb. They don't care. This is what I mean about California. I mean, it's so insane. But it's reality. It's happening. It is happening. Rittenhouse trial. I'm glad to finally be able to get to this. So a couple of months ago, I got a very angry letter. O'Reilly, you're not uh, reporting on uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Why not? Are you afraid? 
all of that. And I wrote back to the woman, why would I report on this? I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Okay? The mainstream media is reporting on it dishonestly, but I can't counter that dishonesty because I don't know what happened. So I'm going to wait until the trial when we have depositions and cross-examination. All right? Which is what I did. Now, yesterday was the tipping point. Kyle Rittenhouse will be found not guilty of murder. He killed two men and wounded another. He went to a demonstration for Jacob Blake, a black man who was shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin by the police. That demonstration got violent. You'll remember it. Okay. So uh, Rittenhouse, 17 at the time, got a gun, illegally crossed state lines with it, Okay, I don't even know if you know the law or not, brought a gun to a riot. I think everybody would say that's not a smart thing to do. So he was attacked, Rittenhouse himself, by these three individuals. There's no question there are pictures. And he shot two dead and wounded the other. He's not guilty. The only thing he's guilty of is having an illegal firearm in Wisconsin. Keep that in mind. Okay, that's already established. This trial is over. I don't know whether they'll throw it out. I don't know what will happen, but it's done. There's no way a jury is going to convict Kyle Rittenhouse of murder. Okay, so I'm going to run you two sound bites. The first one is the usual suspects convicting Kyle Rittenhouse in the beginning of this controversy when they have no blanket idea what happened. Go. Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who's deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha, and became a killer. A white, Trump-supporting, MAGA-loving, uh, Blue Lives Matter, social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. It's just disgusting. I mean, that's just disgusting. All of those people. But under the First Amendment, they have a right to do it. And their companies are revolting. They get paid for doing that. And now that Rittenhouse will be acquitted, think to apologize? Psh, no way. But I'm going to show you a hard news segment about the Rittenhouse situation. This comes from CBS. Go. The shootings erupted just before midnight. The shooter alleged to be 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse. It allegedly began when he shot one person in the head at this boarded up business, then fired on protesters in the middle of the street as they tried to subdue him. Okay, all of that is wrong. The reporter's name is Mola Lange. CBS Evening News, August 26th. There's nothing right about it. Okay, he didn't go um, into the demonstration to fire on protesters. 
He went foolishly to the demonstration holding a gun, but the testimony is that he was trying to protect the businesses from being burned down. Okay? So he didn't wade in and start spraying people. The gun only fired when people started to attack him, one with a handgun. And again, that's beyond dispute. So is Mola Lange going to come on the CBS Evening News tonight and say, sorry, I got it wrong? No. Is the president of CBS News going to write him a note? No. And this is why we have such a corrupt media. Okay. This day in history. Um, Let me get the stats on it. November 11th, 1885, 136 years ago, George Patton's born. And coincidentally, it's on Veterans Day today. So Patton, born in San Gabriel, California, military family, um, went to West Point, and he rose up, fought in World War I, and then became the best American general in World War II. If you want to know all about Patton, Killing Patton. I think if you're interested in this subject, you'll love this book. Okay, so Patton was a guy that the Nazis feared the most because he was so brutal. And that's Aurora. He was a brutal guy. He outbrutaled the Nazis. Now, he didn't shoot prisoners or any of that. He was just relentless. All right, he was up top where most of the generals are in the back, not him. But he could not be in the Pentagon today. Couldn't be there because he was politically incorrect. All right, he was blunt. He would say things that were offensive. Eisenhower almost cashiered him when he yelled at some people in uh, sickbay who had, you know, PTS. They were you know, shaken up by battle. And he was yelling at them that they were cowards. He almost lost his commission. Today, George Patton could not exist in the U.S. Army. All right, but he was born 136 years ago today. Back with the mail and a final thought that I think will help you out. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to the mail. Patricia Kalin O'Fallon, Missouri. Bill, I think you're too kind to Joe Biden. (laughs) Okay, 
Ginger Mo, M-O-U-W, Goodyear, Arizona, if we are a nation of laws and the president permits illegal migrants to break the law by trespassing, can't the Supreme Court put a stop to it? No, the Supreme Court is not a law enforcement body. It rules on legal cases. It's, court can't do that. Ed, Bill, can a sitting president reverse an executive order of a former president? Yes, but it's a process. You have to go through a process in order to do it. It's a fairly complicated process. You can't just wipe it out, as we saw in the Remain in Mexico thing, where Biden tried to wipe it out. The federal judge says, you can't do that because Trump issued that executive order. Mary Beth Goodgen, Gilbert, Arizona. I respectfully disagree with you, Bill. I don't think Joe Biden has the mental capacity to understand anymore what he is doing and what is happening. Uh, I'm not, I don't know what the disagreement is. I think he's in and out. I don't think he's got full cognitive ability. So, and I mean, that's, that's an opinion and so is yours. We're not doctors. David Comer, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I listen to you, Bill. I have my 22-year-old butterball turkey stuffing and cranberry sauce ready to go. You know, I'm glad I gave you that warning. And that's why you guys, you know, are premium and concierge members and you listen to on the first and WABC radio. I'm way ahead of it. And if you are lifting me for Thanksgiving and Christmas, you have your stuff. I have my stuff. And, you know, we'll tell you about the Christmas store in a moment. We have our stuff there. Eric Miller, Austin, Texas. Bill, you called it. You said the economy would tank. Today's inflation numbers are the worst in 30 years. Yes, they are. John Joseph, Lathrop Village, Michigan. Spot on as usual, O'Reilly. Very nice explanation on the difference between disinformation and misinformation. Important to know. Okay, we don't have any supply chain problems. Let's go and run down the list. We got the Christmas tree ornaments. All right. God bless America. If you become a premium member or concierge member or you give, you give certificates, give certificates, you get those free. You get any one of my books free, including Killing the Mob, which is surging now. Again, Killing the Mob is doing great, great Christmas gift. And finally, the Stand Up For Your Country stuff, uh, flowing on out of here, uh, mats, aprons, hats. Mugs, my mugs, I can't tell you how good the mugs are. Anyway, these are all moderately priced gifts. If you're a concierge member, you get 20% off. I'm keeping everything down. Don't want to exploit anything. Word of the day, no mendacity. Mendacity when writing to BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Back with a final thought in a moment. Okay, here's the final thought. It's an easy one. You got to get away from the madness. You know, there's a lot of political intensity here. The country's not in a good place. It's not. So the reason I've set up BillOReilly.com is because it's one-stop shopping. You don't have to watch all the propaganda on uh, television. All right? Now, if you want to, sure, go ahead. But it gives me a headache, and it makes me depressed sometimes. I'm, I'm going, what is this? Here... It's fact-based. Here's what's going on. If you check with, in with us every two days or so, you'll know what's going on. And, uh, and it, we have it all organized for you. It's such a good convenience to have it. You stay on top of the news. Stay on top of what's happening. Don't get caught with uh, no turkeys. 
okay? But at the same time, you don't have a massive migraine. So this weekend, I'm going to get some fresh air. I'm telling you, I'm going out, look at the leaves. Leaves are still changing. It's crazy here in the Northeast. But you got to get away sometimes. You have to get away. Thanks for watching. I'll file a column on Sunday at noon, and we'll see you on Monday.